We're all growing a beard A man's face should never be bare We just want some facial hair We're anticipating, yeah, everyone's waiting for a beard Good morning, everybody. This is Behind the Beards, and here on Behind the Beards, we pull the curtain back, take a look behind the scenes, and try to reveal the things that you need to know about your ministers and ministry leaders. Um, I'm Joshua Fowler, preaching minister in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and my brother, partner, I guess not partner in crime. We don't do any crime. No crime. No crime. Aaron Partlow, a youth minister in Longview, Texas. Um, it's good to see you this morning, man. Um feel like uh just about the time we get ready to catch up it's time to start so what's going on in your world this week this week um you know i don't know uh i'm 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 in this weird zone where i'm trying to figure out um when to plan a lock-in um we are i've never been at a congregation that does a ski trip uh and we do apparently we do a ski trip and i'm really excited about it i don't ski when you've had surgery on both your knees skiing is not something that <laughs> they recommend uh that you do so I, I plan to go and sit in the lodge and enjoy some cocoa and a good book if they have internet maybe even get the podcast we'll see um but it, it's uh i'm really interested and it's, it'll be a lot of fun and luckily like this is this is what I love, and I probably I might be a unicorn in this scenario, but we've got a couple members who my first day at Pine Tree came up to me and said, "Hey, we do a ski trip, uh, or we've we've done a ski trip in the past. We'd really like to do it. Um, we want to get your permission to do it." And I said, "Well, you don't need my permission." I said, "You just let me know when," and and they said, "Well, we'll plan everything and we'll do it. Uh, we just want you to come and be a part of it." And I was like. What is this madness? <laughs> yeah, sounds great. Like, thanks. That sounds wonderful. Like, I would, I would enjoy it just to come and enjoy it and and spend time with members that I don't normally get to spend time with and um, spend time with those teens and have those uh, just just be able to like build those relationships and stuff like that. So uh, they'll drive because uh, we take our CDL buses and stuff like that. So you know, it's 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 exciting. Like, I enjoy that kind of stuff, and I enjoy when people come and have we've talked about on the show like being supportive of your members and and you know if you want them to support your you and your ministry you have to support them in their ministry um and so this is one thing that they love to do in their ministry and i'm excited for it so in march uh we're gonna go to monarch mountain and and go skiing awesome in colorado in colorado and i've never done a trip like this so i'm trying to do whatever i need to do to to plan and to help so well, so spring break um, down here in Louisiana is so late. Like we used to always go on spring break. We would go skiing. But really? our spring break is usually the week after Easter. This week, it's the week before Easter. Um, but, you know, that puts it into sometimes middle or late April. A lot of times we come back from spring break and only have like a week or two of school left when we come back. Um but they do that because um, a lot of schools in the area have a whole week off for Mardi Gras. Oh. Um, no, my kids will get like two days off. It's kind of like a Monday, Tuesday. Your your child? And, 
Well, that's true. But even the other kids also <laughs> only got two days. And so, you know, while well, they would take their week-long ski trips on Mardi Gras, mm -hmm. we never really had, you know, the full week to go and do that. So we had to move ours to around Christmas time, which is, it's kind of cool. But man, is it crowded. Right. Uh, around Christmas time. So um, I, miss the, I miss the snow in Colorado and the skiing we did up there. A lot of fun. Um, you should try skiing. Skiing's not bad for your knees. Okay, maybe maybe it is, but uh, <laughs> 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 hello. I'm not exactly a little featherweight over here either. Oh, uh, that's funny. skiing's yeah, not uh, bad for your knees. <laughs> it's like literally. There's two things the doctor said after I tore my first knee. He said, "Hey, I'd really stick away from skiing and wakeboarding." Uh, because yeah, I tore my stressed. first one wakeboarding. <laughs> pretty high stress. Uh, you know, the pivoting and the turning and the and the pressure. Pivot! Pivot! Pivot. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I guess we can get into kind of what we're doing here. Next, uh, oh, maybe two weeks, maybe three. We'll see. We'll see kind of how it goes. But uh, we're going to talk about weeks. one of these. Maybe. We'll see. Sometimes we get long-winded. And we don't want to keep people for more than what they've allotted. That's right. Um, but uh, we're going to do one of our how-to series, and if these go well, we may do a bunch of them and see if we can kind of build a, a resource library. But, how do we determine if something goes well? Um, I think we determine about when we hit end, we say, how'd you feel about that? It's like, I think it went okay. All right. I think somebody right. could use that. <laughs> I was um, going to say, it's not like we go and check to see how many people download or listen or subscribe or anything like that. No, but we've gotten done with some episodes and said, do I really think we should actually upload that into the podcast or should we just <laughs> yeah. forget that one ever even happened? We should <laughs> just delete that one. Um, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, but, you know, building a calendar. I think this is a good little behind the scenes look. And if, if you do have uh, someone coming in, whether it's a new youth minister or a volunteer, um, I think it's easy to think, all right, well, let's just throw a bunch of activities down and let's see what happens. Um, but there's a lot, lot more that really goes into uh, putting a calendar of things together. There is, you and deleting that because I was looking at that random M on the notes and it was really driving me bananas. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> um, I will say this as a preface um, that this kind of changes uh, a lot. So uh, I remember like being a fresh youth minister and coming out and, and I knew what my calendar was going to look like and, and things like that. And so there's, you know, I, I knew what it was going to look like because I knew what I'd done, but as you do the job longer, sometimes your calendar changes. Uh, and that's kind of the stuff we're going to talk about. So the, you know, everyone knows how to plan the calendar, you know, to a certain extent. Uh, but we're going to go into a little bit more depth, a little bit more, um, you know, ideas and reasons why uh, kind of we plan and what we do. Um, I maybe I maybe reevaluate my calendar every two, three years. Um, I know we had Josh Jones on and he talked about um, kind of doing a big uh, remodel of what his mm -hmm. youth ministry kind of looks like and things like that. So. But I wanted everyone to, I guess my point I was trying to make was, uh, was when you first get into ministry, your calendar looks a certain way. When you do ministry for a while, it looks a certain way. And at some point you just go, okay, we got to shake the old rug out and, and kind of see what it is. Because there's a, there's, there's, there's a phrase that I've always remembered that I always remember, right? It's you can always, you can't always, 
what is the phrase? Now I can't remember it. Um, <laughs> you can't remember. You can only add so much. Remember. <laughs> you can only add so much, right? Uh, and if every time you add something, you have to take something away uh, mm-hmm. because there's only so many hours of the day. There's only so much that parents and teens can commit to. So um, that is true. Um, and I would say there's only so many hours in the day that you can commit to. Well, for sure. Um, because one of the things we'll get to later on is determining, you know, do we only do things that are beneficial for the entire group? Mm. Um, do we have an expectation that every single one of my kids is going to come to every single event? If so, you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. Um, or disappointment. Um, or disappointment. That's true. That's a better word than failure. Um, and so, you know, understanding, you know, as we come through here that I'm providing avenues for people of all kinds to come through. So the yeah. real burden becomes how much of, of myself can I commit to this, you know, stuff. Right. Um, but, uh, but first things first, right. Uh, when you're looking at the year ahead of you, um, what are the things that stay on your calendar and don't ever go away like you know what are the things that just don't go away christmas party the christmas party is that because the church expects it or because you absolutely love it and you're not giving getting rid of it no matter what i don't know i think it's (laughs) that's a good question i didn't really think that question was coming my way Uh, i just that's like one of the first things i look at i look at where christmas is and i look at where our sunday night uh, youth group nights are, and I, I pick the one that I think will work best for for that. So I, I enjoy the Christmas party, I guess. So yeah, maybe no. it's a me thing. I'm just asking about your mindset, my personal agenda. And um, I was I was I even think. thinking even more basic than that, which is like Wednesday night Bible study. Sure, that's um, that's something that I do. So I have two colors on my calendar. And I have I have black and I have red. Um, black are things that are concrete that kind of mm-hmm. stay there um, year round. And so right now, like the first thing I did on my calendar was every second and fourth Sunday, I marked on their uh, youth group, youth group night, youth group night, mm-hmm. youth group night. And every Wednesday night, I marked on their youth group night. And I have um, those washable or those erasable markers or whatever, so you can. You know, take a little wet or lick your thumb and then your finger's black. I was actually just working on my calendar uh, today. Uh, uh, so I mark all that all that stuff in. And that gives me a an idea of, like, this is the base of my ministry. Because the base of my ministry really is Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. That's the base. And then, right. and then we kind of build off of that. Well, and I think those things are important to put on the calendar. Um if for no other reason, then it provides a visual representation of something that's expected. Um, because if I'm just putting the other things, you know, those are still, they still take time. Mm -hmm. They're still requiring families to do some stuff. My own time, family's time, kids time. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's still one of those moments. And, And, you know, if I'm, if I'm honest with myself, those are probably, those first things that I put in, those are the things that I really do expect everyone to be at because those are, you know, the priority, the times that we gather as a church body, um, that we're doing things together in that way. So, 
Um, and for me, the regular things that don't go away, um, that's, I've, I'm trying to get better at this. I'm not very good at it because there are things like the Christmas party that I put on there because I really like doing them. Um, not necessarily because everyone else does, but it's just what I enjoy. And so I'm like, well, you know, that's kind of my baby. But these are the things that absolutely cannot go away. Like everything else besides these first things that we plant on there are, um, we can remove them if we want to. Mm -hmm. uh, but there are those sacred cows. We call them sacred cows in the in the church. Um, do you have any of those at uh, at Pine Tree? Well, before we before we get into sacred cows, um, okay. The other thing I like to do. New youth ministers, new to an area, new volunteers. So I have I have that big calendar on my wall. It's the one year calendar. These are some things that are these are some insider tips for you that I find very useful. I get all the kids where my kids go to schools and I pull out their school calendar and I get a third color. This is the blue color. <laughs> and the blue color, I'll put a line and I'll say, okay. And I'll mark it, and I'll say, this is, um, I almost said Topeka High. That was weird. This is White Oaks Spring Break. This is Gladewater Spring Break. This is Gilmer's Spring Break. And now, in Texas, they line up. In Kansas, they, they like purposely didn't line up. I don't know why they were so mean. Um, but I, I try to mark all those. So I try to mark Spring Break. I try to mark uh, Christmas Vacation um, and those other big break moments so that I know when kids will be out uh, and stuff like that. And I see that as a visual when I start. So uh, You I looked at to... the notes, didn't you? Did you look at our notes today? Oh, I did not. Come on, man. Oh, I did but, not. Um, it's okay. Go ahead. Called me out there. I did. I did. Uh, so anyway, that that's just one of the first. But this is like, I guess, like in order of things that like I think about that I do first is I mark those, those black dates and then I mark those blue dates uh, so that I have those on there. Uh, but removing... Sacred cows. Um, that's an interesting story at Pine Tree. I think because of the history of Pine Tree and their youth group over the last couple of years, I, I just feel like there was it was pretty bare bones. By the time I walked in post mid center, I don't know COVID it, in the COVID season since we moved last March, it was pretty bare bones. You know, they had Sunday morning Bible class. And that was it. Like they didn't, they didn't have anything else going on. They had some devotionals. They had some people who were hosting devotionals, but because of COVID, they weren't doing a whole lot. Uh, so they were pretty bare bones. So there was, there was not a whole lot of sacred cows. I think the biggest sacred cow in youth ministry is um, is Senior Sunday, and Senior <laughs> yeah. Sunday banquet and stuff like that. I think if you're not paying attention. Uh, to what your church has done in the past, that there, then you've you've done yourself a disservice. And you, if you're not recruiting and listening to the parents about what their expectation is and what they want, um, you're doing a disservice. And so you have to be really careful, I believe, and figure out exactly what you uh, need to do there in that premise. So, yeah, and I think probably uh, Senior Sunday is one of those things that probably should go on with. Uh... Uh, you know, those things that don't go away. I mean, it's you need one to of those first those things. And... Yeah. And it's one of those first things that I put on my calendar too. I look at 
when does school get out? When's graduation? When's Mother's mm. Day going to happen? I try to avoid Mother's Day at all cost. Um, and then right. I just try to pick right. a Sunday. And we get that on the calendar, usually because I'm preparing that Sunday too. So it helps our, our pulpit minister to know uh, that I am, you know, hey, that's the Sunday I'm preaching. Yeah, there's always a few things. Um, you know, you're looking at a youth calendar. I'm looking at, at more of a church-wide calendar. Um, yeah. And there's a little bit of distinction there, but it's it's all the same kind of principles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, vacation Bible school tends to be um, a sacred cow at most churches. Um, there's some weird things that you kind of come across, especially when you're walking into a context with, where you're new. Mm-hmm. We're trying to do things, and someone's like, are you having a fall fest this year? Like, Or they'll say, when is fall fest? I'm like, what's fall fest? Right. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, Nobody's I'm, told I'm you here. about that? <laughs> um, it's like, well, we do it every year. And I was like, well, um, when are you planning to do it? <laughs> you know, so you, you tell me when and I'll put it on the calendar. Um, you know, so I don't really have time to, to do that. And, and maybe that's the challenge in that I have been removing some of those things. Um, not saying that every every one of those needs to be removed, but they need to be assessed. You know, if the fall fest comes around and we don't really have a lot of things going on and I have the ability to do it, then yeah, let's jump in and do that. Uh, but one of the ways that I have found that really determines, are we doing this just because it's a habit or are we doing it because it's useful? Is when someone brings it up and you say, you know what, I don't have time to plan that. Um, but would you like to? Mm-hmm. Like, well, no. Like, okay, well, <clears throat> you're expecting it to be next week and you're the only person that's mentioned it to me. So... Maybe this is something that we can do without for a year and see how it goes. If we want to re-implement it later, we can. Um, <clears throat> just to determine feel like, someone's investment in that. And it may just be a habit. I also feel like we, we tend to try to always be hot or cold sometimes. Uh, what I mean by that is, <clears throat> like, we'll look at an event. We'll be like, oh, well, this event, like, does it do any outreach at all? Are we actually inviting and making Christians and disciples with this event? Well, then we shouldn't even do it. Like, this is this is stupid. We shouldn't do this event. You know, so you might think that when it comes to, like, a fall fest. Um, and I would I would disagree, you know. I think mm-hmm. that there are, some, there are some events that need to be very um, out there as far as, um, you know, trying to teach people about Christ and inviting neighbors and things like that. But I also think there are some things that are very intimate for a church to do that helps build relationships and yeah, build your church. And I always think about, like, I always think about like the feasts of the Old Testament, and I always think about how um, you know God set up all of these feasts and things like that. And a lot of those were intimate feasts that you invited people to your house, or uh, or, or things like that uh, to have those to celebrate those uh, events and things. And so uh, I think that's always really interesting when I think about planning my calendar because I'll get in the habit and be like, oh, but this isn't like how is this outreach, you know, is this, is this, you know, good? Uh, and then I remind right. myself that not everything has to be outreach. Some things, yeah, that's right. Some things need to be in reach, uh, but not everything. And so there's that, uh, there's that, um, that balance there as well. Uh, I, I think, think everything sacred is cows open, right? that we, I think a sacred cow, a huge one is, is summer camp, uh, for youth ministry. Mm-hmm. It is anyway. Um, you know, when I was in Kansas, it was tall grass, you know, um, it was in my contract. It was very, I had elders who are board members, um, you know, that it was a, this is our number one mission field. You will be at tall grass. 
Right. Right. I love church camp. That's not a bad thing, guys, when I say it that way. Um, so I, I was always marked out, mainly because I was the director or I was co-directing. So we were choosing the weeks. So I got to mark it out. Mm-hmm. But I would mark out those two weeks in summer for church camp. Um, now, in this context, uh, it's deer run. Um, and so I look at, I try to look at when second session is and when fourth session is, because that's where a largest majority of my youth group goes, because it's a different type of summer camp. Um, right. You know, it's all, they run it all themselves. So I try to mark those out um, so that I know, hey, those are weeks that I'm maybe not going to try to plan like any big things um, and stuff like that. Yeah, so those are, because those are so big. <clears throat> Just because they're sacred cows, like you said, doesn't need they mean they need to be removed. Sometimes they no, do. not at all. Yeah. Um, but they always need to be assessed. Sometimes they're you know? good. That's right. I mean, if Sometimes these aren't really good reminders, like Senior Sunday is a good thing that we do. If these aren't one of the the core things that we have set up here, that are set in stone, that are concrete, these are the foundational core of who we are, um, not just as a body of believers, but as a body of believers in this mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. Um then everything gets assessed. We look at some of those and we go, you know what? This is really, really good. It's either good for us as a group. It's good for us as a form of outreach. It's good for us to continue to be a part of. Um, Sometimes we look at those and go, you know, we've kind of just been going through the motions on this. Mm -hmm. And if we didn't do this this year, nobody would notice. Um, And and that's when it's kind of becomes time to maybe um, make make a move to do something a little bit different um with that with that time and that energy so um there's always obstacles you worked around you mentioned spring break uh for for us i have to look so the busiest weekend of the year in baton rouge there's two of them one of them is mardi gras Mm -hmm. um, and the other one is um lsu's bye week i was gonna say football game or basketball Um, oh, football. Definitely football. football. That's what I thought. Um, LSU's bye week always comes the week before the Alabama game. Mm-hmm. And Alabama is LSU's big rivalry. There's a lot of Alabama fans here in LSU or in Baton Rouge. And Alabama's bye week is also the same week. Hmm. So if there is going to be a community event in the fall that they want high participation in, it is almost always going to fall on that weekend. And if you plan an event on that weekend, you're going to have trouble getting people to come because right. there is just so much competition across the community on that. Um, and they said school schedules, summer vacations, Christmas vacations, when are, when are majority of my people going to be likely to be um, transient, you know, so um, other community activities, uh, you guys deal with anything there in the long view you have any big festivals that come through town or anything like that not that i not that i can think of off the top of my head um you know so first when i talked about spring break it was this this is what i mark on my calendars because this is when i know my kids are going to be available to do something Mm -hmm. Um, i do look at when we talk about you know things that you have to work around um yeah i i do look at i look at some of those uh i i try to find those extra mondays uh, those four-day weekends that teens have, uh, because yeah. uh, when the, I know that they all have that Monday off, uh, I try to plan. I like to plan, you know, a retreat of some sort. Um, I haven't gotten to do that here. One of them is that I was so uh, 
Um, I was so blessed in Topeka to have tall grass so close and always ready available, a facility to go to. Uh, there's plenty of facilities around here. I just need to do more research in order right. to find a facility. And I had such a good relationship at tall grass that it was so easy to book a weekend or anything like that. Um, it helps when you're on the board. <laughs> basically because i like i had a key you know it was just one of those things it was like it was really easy you know because it was a it was part of our our church or whatever so uh, but those extra mondays and stuff like that i try to plan that um i know football season is is really important um in texas uh so i've been trying to be more mindful in the football season and figuring out when games are uh and things like that so those are kind of the stuff that um, I see. As far as community activities, I haven't seen a whole lot. In Topeka, it was really cool. We did a summer uh, activity called ShareFest, and it's nationwide, and, and different places do it. And that was really cool to put on the calendar. And that was one of our church-wide events uh, that we did. Uh, and it was, it was really fantastic. It was really good. Um, but that would be something that I would look at uh, and look for as well. Yeah, I found uh, this year, I, I realized there's a lot of things that go on in the community. They mm. don't often know how to get into them. Yeah. Like there's a parade every Christmas that runs through Broadmoor, which runs right through the neighborhood that's around our church building. Mm -hmm. um, and we always find out about it like the weekend of the big parade. And it's like, oh, man, that would have been so cool to be a part of that. Sure. Um, and then this year was the first year where I actually got an email about it. Um, it was just a little bit too late to plan something, but now I have that contact. And so next year I can, hey, we, we can have a church float in the Broadmoor Christmas Parade. Praise are a huge deal here in South Louisiana. So uh, there's a lot of those things that float around all the holidays. You got St. Patrick's Day Parade. So I have a Valentine's Day Parade, Christmas Parade, Mardi Gras Parade. Fourth of July, they'll have parades. It's just... Um, it's a People part of the like culture. The parade in Louisiana. People like, and they like to the parade. They like to throw things, and they look for any reason to get together and, you know, eat candy and stuff. So, um, you know, so finding finding those things to figure be a part of. I love that you look for those four day weekends, um, not as something to stay away from, but as something to capitalize on. Yeah, because uh, a lot of your people are going to be out of town, mm -hmm. but a lot of your people aren't going to be out of town, mm -hmm. and so. You know, now I have a chance maybe uh, to to build a relationship with some of those kids that maybe aren't quite as active as they have been. But now they got four days off of school. They don't have a lot going on. Maybe mom or dad has to work one or two of those days. And now we can put something together and, and, and see something a little different or a different crowd. Mm -hmm. And so those are some really unique um, opportunities that come up um, when we've recognized that. Um, I've also been able to incorporate... Like we don't work around LSU's football schedule, uh, but I am cognizant that hey, if we're going to have people here and this is a fun activity, um, I'll just let them know. It's like, hey, and by the way, if if you don't want to come because you don't want to miss the LSU game or the Alabama game, we're going to have them. We're going to have them in the corner so you can pay attention to the LSU game while it's on, and we can still come up here and we have fun. We're going to be playing games. We're going to have dinner. Um, we'll pause it for the devotional, um, but we'll pick it right up. Um, and so just an aspect of, of incorporating community life into that, helping our people realize that being a Christian, 
doesn't have to completely segregate you from all the things that go on in your community. And right. we can take those things and combine them, um, whether it's a tailgate where we're spending time as a church family at a tailgate party together or doing something on a Saturday night with the game in the background uh, or going to a Christmas parade and marching through our community and advertising the fact that, hey, we're right here. Come see us if you if you need something. Um, those are those are those things that you can sometimes you got to work around them, but sometimes they can become those those staples that really anchor your ministry in the community that you're being called to serve. So I also don't think something, obstacles. something that you can look and try to do also, if you, if you can't hammer down dates uh, for any set events is sometimes I'll send out a, uh, I have in the past, you know, last year I did a, just an idea. Cause I got here at pine tree. I had been here a year. I don't know what to plan. They say, Hey, we just need to do some stuff. So I just did like, uh, you know, December bullet points, January bullet points, February mm -hmm. bullet points. And I said, hey, here are some things that I would like to do in these months so that you, some of them had dates on them. Some of them didn't have dates on them. Some of them we did, some of them we didn't do. It wasn't a defined calendar. It was a, these are some things that happen in this month. We might do something with. Uh, I'd really like to, I haven't gotten a chance to plan it. It's February 1st. I'm hoping by the end of this month, I can get this thing, get an event together. Uh, I'd really like to do some sort of a Valentine's Day uh, where we talk about teen dating um, and things like that. Uh, uh, spiritual dating and, and being a Christian in the dating world and some of those things with my teenagers because it's Valentine's Day. I mean, I, I utilize I utilize things that are already going to be in their lives and they're going to pay attention to. Yeah, can you do right. it anytime? You can do it anytime. But, um, you know, those are some of the things that I, I just I try to do. Uh, and plan it that way so no and i like to put everything down on a list like uh, like you said bullet points are really good because they're not really assigned to anything um but when i put things in bullet points i can see them and they're kind of compartmentalized mm -hmm. um, and maybe maybe next week we can talk about you know striking a balance uh because it really is about balance um it is. and i can kind of get into a rut of planning these things and i look and i'm like mm, you know what i've got a lot of really cool things on here um, but we don't have very many times of of study and devotion outside yeah. of the regular times. Um, so is it appropriate just to tack a devotional on to a Christmas party? Or, you know, should we dedicate and devote some time to really in deep study, like you said, about, you know, teens and dating? What is it that's captivating their lives in these moments? What's mm -hmm. um, what's dominating social media? What are the what are the messages that are being piped into their brains on a daily basis that I might need to refute? Mm -hmm. um, and some of those we can do casually. Some of them, you know, maybe we need to be a little more intentional about. But putting them all in a big list like that in that bullet point, fa bullet point fashion gives me a chance to see what does my balance look like before these all get like pinned on the calendar. Um, Absolutely. What's the first thing that you start putting in once you have your, I call them optional activities. I guess all activities are optional, but uh, once we get to this where we're kind of putting in the filler, is there something that you go to that's just one of your favorite things? Like, nope, that one goes first. Um, I don't know. Soul Quest. Soul Quest is something that I just love. Oh, yeah. Every summer. And I always look for it and I always put it on the calendar. I look for a time where I can... 
I look for the time where I can cook barbecue. Like traditionally, oh, yeah. it's traditionally it's been around Easter, mm-hmm. and I'll uh, like the weekend before Easter, I'll smoke a bunch of uh, pork butts and uh, chicken, and just make a big barbecue feast. That's a really and good point. I look for all right because th- I so they, everybody always wants to help, and I said, look, it's yeah. like you spend all of your all of your time. Uh, you spend like serving me and you guys do this, our fellowship, you know, deacons, they're always there. They're always setting up. They're always cleaning up. They're always yeah. preparing. So this is the time where I get to give back to you. And so I'm going to do this and I don't want you to do anything. I want you to sit back and enjoy it. Um, and so that's the first thing I look for is like, you know, when can I get my, my gear out and when can I, I cook? Cause that's just something I, I love doing. Sure. And it's like that idea of like, when, are, when can I take this time to, um, thank the people who support my ministry mm-hmm. uh, and can serve and help there. Uh, Josh Jones has this excellent comment here, a seasoned veteran in youth ministry. You can tell <laughs> by this. In addition to balancing events, I also think about events that I'm wanting to lead up to like fall retreat yeah. and camp, etc. And that's extremely important and smart to do. So I look for those fourth or those, those Mondays that the teens have off. I know we're going to do a, like a, a, a retreat around that weekend or, uh, to be honest, like we just got back from Winterfest. Uh, I take a lot of notes at Winterfest, and we do for all of January on my Wednesday nights, we do a Winterfest follow up. Um, so my teens who weren't there, it doesn't, uh, <laughs> it doesn't. I didn't say old. I didn't say old. I said seasoned. That was good. <laughs> By the way, your profile picture on Facebook is super good. So good job. I love it. Anyway, um, uh, what was I saying? Anyway, so uh, take some leading up to some some so, preparation. So, yeah, so that helps you kind of pre-plan uh, for uh, for those events. Get your kids ready uh, for those events. Hey, hey, guys, we're gonna really talk about spiritual gifts and focus on this. But there's some pre-stuff that you need to do um, before you know you can really dive into that. Uh, which actually can really support and make your weekend or your camps or your trips better because you can really focus in uh, on those because you've already done that pre leg work to get there. Uh, so that's, that's well, the other thing is smart and great I, to do. When I put camp and retreats and things down on my calendar, you know what? I always forget to put on the calendar registration deadlines. Oh yeah. That's pretty smart. I, should um, probably I always, do that too. I always forget that I get there and it's like, you know, I could prepare my people, um, they're still going to ask me the questions, but I could prepare Always. them better if I would put it on the calendar. Say, hey, this is the deadline for this camp. This is the deadline for this camp. Um, and I, but because like you said, those require some planning, not just in the in the preparation, but in you know preparing the people to the kids, the families, the parents, as they're looking forward as well. So I also go through uh, and in the blue, I also mark the conferences that I look forward to going to. Um, so I, I have, a now it's a question mark right now because I'm thinking about if I'm going to go to ACU lectures, uh, as well. So, <clears throat> but I also mark my vacation time on my calendar as well. Uh, typically my wife and I, we try to take vacation in August, you know, post summer, um, and take that break <laughs> and that relaxation and, and Oregon's really nice in August. I enjoy Oregon in August. Um, so we usually try to take vacation a week, week and a half, and go up and see my parents. 
<clears throat> but that's important for me to know because if I put that on my calendar, then I know that that's coming up and uh, I know to plan for that. I'm going to be gone those two Sundays and I'm going to have that done. One thing that I enjoy about some people are anti-curriculum. Some people are uh, pro-curriculum. One thing I like about having curriculum is that the Sundays that I know that I'm going to be gone, I can pull those lessons out and I can email and I hand a physical copy to my teachers. Yeah. Uh, and I say, yeah. and I, if you have timed email, it's even better because sometimes I will, I will set up a timed email that'll go out, you know, in three or four days and be like, okay, this is going to go to them. So, Hey, in case you lost it, here's the lesson plan, uh, for Sunday. Kind of an idea. Yeah. I didn't, um, you know, even in preparing for this, I hadn't really thought about that, but that is one of those really important things to put on there are, you know, I'm the, preparing for this, I haven't thought about preparing. Um, <laughs> I hadn't thought about the conferences and stuff. Uh, you know, and it's not, I just know when conferences vacation. are, you usually know when yeah. conferences are going to be. Uh, and so, and for me, the reason that I do this people is because, uh, Josh talked about it at the beginning, but there's this balance, right? There's a balance that we, ha that as ministers, like we have to have, because there's a real temptation to just be super busy, uh, and to just go, 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 go. And it's really easy to get burnt out and get exhausted. It's really easy to burn your kids out too. It's really easy to to add that extra stress to your family's lives as well um, because we just have so much going on. And so being able to have a visual to see, hey, this is all that we do. This is all that I do. This is where I'm going to be and all that kind of stuff. It kind of helps give me that balance. It makes me know that, hey, this Friday is my day off and it needs to be one that I really respect this Friday because I'm about to be gone or I'm about to be super busy. This is the last really free day that I'm going to have to spend with my wife and my son um, right, and that kind of stuff. And so that helps me to be a better dad. It helps me to be a better husband, helps me to be a better uh, youth minister as well. And this is all stuff, by the way, I hate like I, this, <laughs> this, like, this is the stuff that like I have to drag myself into the office and I have to do it uh, because this is the stuff because I would rather just, go and hang out and be with the teens, you know, and preach and teach and, and do that kind of stuff. But this is the stuff that I think really gives you that fundamental and that planning and that part of ministry that um, we don't really think about. Yeah. And it takes well, a lot of work. I'm looking forward to next week. We can talk a little bit more about balance maybe and uh, what kind of events, how often, how regular. Yeah. Um, because, uh, and you're spreading across several ministries sometimes too, between children's middle school, high school. Yep. I was about um, to go into that. And it's, um, it's more challenging than I ever realized until someone said, Hey, what's the calendar look like? I'm like, I hadn't really thought about it. It's like, well, you know, the school school starts this time and, um, we're just kind of making plans. What does you have planned for spring break? And people start asking me questions. I'm like, man, I hadn't really thought that far ahead. It's like, I should probably think ahead, huh? It's like, yeah, you should. And so sometimes right. those things um, just, uh, they kind of just hit you out of nowhere. So I think it's a good thing. Uh, you have a behind the beards moment for this uh, first part? I think one of my biggest behind the beards moments for this is, is be prayerful uh, over your calendar. I feel like there's a certain point for me. Christmas and New Year's is always busy, but it's also like I have a lot more some downtime. 
Uh, I like to spend that time to be prayerful uh, over the calendar. And so I think a behind the beards moment, you know, if you're new to the podcast or behind the beards moment is something specifically that somebody outside of ministry might need to know about your minister in, in this occasion. And I would say um, <clears throat> there are sacred cows to the church, but there's also some sacred things uh, to the, to your ministers as well. And we try to <clears throat> do the best we can. I would say never be afraid to come uh, with new ideas, uh, but also keep in mind that there has been a lot of work that's been put into the calendar as well. We all need to learn and be flexible. Um, uh, and that includes ministers and that includes church members as well. And that includes calendar I ideas uh, and other stuff. So, yeah, I agree. And you know, if there's something you want on the calendar, um, you know, we want input. Like, I want to know what's important to you. Um, but I also, you know, hope that if it's important to you, that you'll also be willing to help take some of the load off of the planning and preparation in that as well. Um, that the calendar isn't something that's just uh, kind of thrown onto a board and see what sticks. Uh, but there's a lot that goes into it. So it's good stuff, man. I think it's the keeper I today. I hope so. All right. Hey. Well, uh, for some reason, I was like, wait, how Awkward do we pause. end the podcast? I, almost, I literally forgot how we end the podcast. But, <laughs> hey, I want you all to know this. We really appreciate you being here today. And Absolutely. I know we say this every week at the end of the podcast, but I really appreciate you all being here today. It is awesome always to see the live chat going uh, and having your guys' comments. Like, it, it always really encourages me, and uh, so I appreciate that. And I know Josh does, too. We will remind you of something today, Galatians 6, 9. Do not grow weary in doing good. This world is messy. This life is messy. Ministry is messy. Church life is messy. It's hard, but we all have to be under one roof serving God. Uh, and that's the greater purpose. That's the greater goal here. And so don't grow weary in doing good. Allow Christ to use you to do something different, something good in his name. I'm Aaron, and this is Josh, and we will see you next week on Behind the Beards. Till we're all growing a beard. Man's face should never be bare We just want some facial hair We're anticipating, yeah, everyone's waiting for a beard